yelling at each other, trying to figure out what, why, why you're Hitler and, and, and if you're Hitler or not. And, you know, it, the family just falls apart. I'm sorry. You just look for the guy with the weird mustache. That's it. <laughs> Simple as that. Yeah. But he's probably disguised under a mask or something. You Sit. Know? Get a Polish person. And I'm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to go with that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Instantly, I start regretting it. The 2OC, the show that covers the things we love from two parts of the world, Orange County, California, and Orange County, Florida. Welcome to episode 15. This episode of the 2OC, we talk about where is Glover? Rebels might have gotten a hold of the Star Wars plans, and don't press the red button. I'm Alan Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. Alright Anton, what do you have going on this week? Uh, this week I'm coming to you from Palm Springs. Um, I'm here for just a weekend, just to you know have a little vacation with the fam. And when I mean fam, their last name is fam. Uh, yeah, I was just saying, I'm like, you might need to explain <laughs> that one. <laughs> I yeah, get it, so, but... <laughs> um, for the past two years, they've been... Uh, going to this uh, event called KCON, which is a K-pop convention and concert where they mash up all the new artists with some of the old artists on stage. So you get pretty pretty much an ultimate K-pop fan event. That's cool. And yeah, it's kind of cool. Like uh, they they they're they're more spread out now. They they're in New York. They're in France. They're in Mexico. Yes, Mexico. And uh, the the crowd in Mexico is actually really insane. I don't I don't know if you know anything about the K-pop culture in uh, Mexico. Uh, I know I, I've never been, and I don't think any of my family's involved in it. But I do know what you're talking about. Like I think mostly in the larger cities, like Mexico City, they do embrace the that kind of music and fanaticism. Yeah, and it's very interesting because the the, the Mexican culture they they take a lot of stuff from you know the outside world. They they they're very into the the pop culture on what's going on uh, around the world like especially edm in mexico is as insane as what it is in the u.s and you know europe that one is huge yeah yeah and for a while you know in, in mexico they also have like uh rock music mexican rock music how, how popular is that uh, it's very popular dude but that's been going on for a couple of decades now uh, I think yeah easily the last two or three decades yeah I think once once 80s music, like 80s rock, got to Mexico, mm -hmm. that's when they started embracing it. How's the demographic on that? Because I I know that, you know, for all the younglings in in Mexico, they embrace the K-pop culture more because there's a lot more, like, international beats. You get a little bit of that Miami vibe, New York vibe, Atlanta vibe, like, you know, with the beats. Um, Some of, like, you know, the Long Beach in California. It's definitely the younger crowd, but for that, that's for all the newer genres. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of like, kind of like we said, like stuff that comes from outside of Mexico. That's definitely, the, I would say, like the early twenties and younger crowd that embraces that. That's cool. So, like, usually, like um, for KCON, uh, they 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 do like food festivals there too. So they really embrace the culture. It's not just the music; it's the culture itself. They're trying to uh, spread awareness to the world you know what koreans are actually doing in south korea not north korea but south korea they're building robots and having <laughs> mech fights 
Yeah, there was a couple of times where you know the the the, the K-pop artists from South Korea would go to North Korea to perform, and the people of North Korea is very traditional. So they do, they do a lot of those traditional music and and folk dances and stuff. So right. when these K-pop stars uh, went on stage to perform, they're like dancing, you know, with their hip hop moves and their you know R and B uh, style of music. Like er- all the people that were experiencing. It, in the audience are all serious looking at them all weird like what are these people doing why are they dancing all weird is the I, face that they're having i would assume it's kind of like a you know traditional like catholic or christian like grandmother going to yeah. a stri- going to a strip club for the first time they're like what is this what are they yeah. doing and it's funny like there's a clip of this of this lady like clapping her hands and then her husband next to her is like you know like nudging her like stop it Stop it. <laughs> it's good. It's Does, catchy. And, you know, you got to go with the vibe. And, and I, I guess North Korea, ha- they never really embraced that culture of pop I, music. I just like that image you painted. It's like the Korean version of Footloose. There will be no K-pop in this town. We will ban it. <laughs> outlaw it. Well, actually, Kim Jong-un probably would outlaw it. Yeah, that would be a good movie, actually. I, I think they should make something like that. <laughs> I, I th- it's very similar to uh, uh, what's that movie that came out a couple of years ago with uh, James Franco and Seth Rogen. Um, oh, uh, the interview. interview. No, no, yeah, the interview. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was that was hilarious, dude. But it was like so dumb at the end. Yeah, exactly. I, well, uh, that's I think yeah, that it was a good from, movie though. I, it, I enjoyed it very much. It was a good movie, but I think that's kind of their mo. Like the, the it's a fun ride. I would say the last 20 minutes or 30 minutes of their movies tend to just go go to hell. <laughs> uh, same thing exactly. with uh, Sa- Sausage Party, Pineapple Express. Uh, what was the other one? Um, I think they're basically the new national lampoon of this uh, era, you know, for the teenagers, like uh, poopy high school poopy jokes. Yeah, that's true. I, I would go with that one. But, but it's, it just seems like when they're writing it, they have all these good jokes, and they're kind of go. Oh shoot! We need to wrap this up. Um, okay, well then this just happens. I still have this joke. Let's just throw that in. They just <laughs> they just throw everything and just try to wrap everything up. If you're a K-pop fan, this is an event for you. Or just to because I mean, I personally don't listen to a whole lot of it. But the only reason why I do listen to it nowadays is because uh, my fiance listens to it a lot. I'm more of like the old classic '90s K-pop music. Because it was during the time where it was, um, st- I don't know, like it, the R&B was really good back in the days in, in the U.S. Like, you know, like Usher, yeah. um, well, okay. like Chris Brown and, you know, stuff like that. He, and, he was in the 90s, but okay. <laughs> yeah. But, er, n- late 90s, early 2000s. Okay. Well, so you have Keith Sweat. Montel yeah, Jordan. Yep. See, uh, that's what I'm R- talking about. R. Kelly, before he got all... Well, he's always been kind of crazy. But before, it was publicly known that he was crazy. Yeah, uh, so they have Seal. those... Yeah, they have those style of music. Yeah, Seal is a really good one. And th- that's what K-pop was back in the day in the early, uh, late 90s and early 2000s for me. So I, I really like that type of music. And now it's just too clubby and, you know... I mean, it isn't too bad. It's It's catchy and all the kids love it, so... Well, I want to make fun of you, but at the same time, I, I kind of had that phase earlier this week. Um, because last episode, I made a reference to an LL Cool J song at an intro. Mm-hmm. When I said, uh, don't call it a comeback, because Fisker's been 
Fisker's been around for years. <laughs> yeah. That was a reference to our, uh, to LL Cool J's M- Mama Said Knock You Out. Yep. And that's how it starts off. So, like, I was, it had this stuck in my head um, after hearing the episode again. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to listen to it. And, like, as I'm walking through the office, I posted on Instagram, like, late 80s, early 90s, the peak of, of hip-hop and rap. <laughs> that's the classics right there, that era. That's before it became all about pimps and hoes. Yeah. It's very OG, that era. Yeah. Different yes. style. <laughs> so other than KCON, uh, that, that's pretty much it for me on uh, this weekend. Uh, well, I guess I can mention next episode, but that might be too late. Next weekend, not next week. Yeah, next weekend, uh, I'm going to try to attend the Fitness Expo in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. So hopefully I'll be able to get some good reporting done and maybe a game that I'm kind of having my, floating in my head for uh, for you to play. I, I like games. I'm yeah. I'm always into games. I'll try to make you use a twenty sided dice. D and D. Yeah. Yeah. So like for me, since you know uh, I'm hanging out with the fams, <laughs> <laughs> can't escape that joke now, can you? Yeah. So we usually play a lot of um, board games, and this weekend we're playing a, a game called uh, uh, Organ uh, Donor, uh, Organ Hunter, or something like that. It, it's where uh, it, it's a card game um, where you harvest organs <laughs> like so the it, pictures on the cards are really cute but it, it, it sounds horrible so it's a morbid morbid version of operation yeah yeah basically oh it, it's it's from the creators of that uh, yeti uh game the popular yeti board game i forgot what it was called but uh they they made this one and i haven't played it yet but uh, it's gonna be a really fun game i'm sure yeah I, I have a huge collection of board games um mm-hmm. so I, I am curious to get your review on that one yeah, and also um, something that I've played for pretty much this whole year is uh, Secret Hitler. Have you heard of that game? Only when you mentioned it. I have not seen it in stores. Yeah, it's not sold in stores. It's okay. only sold online, like Amazon and stuff like that. And it's created by the same guys that did Cards Against Humanity. And of this course. game, yeah, <laughs> this of game course. is so good. It's kind of like, uh, have you ever played Mafia with regular cards? No. Uh, what this game is, it's basically uh, you have to figure out who Hitler is. He's like a secret uh, uh, a guy. And uh, you're trying to kill Hitler. And also uh, Hitler has like little minions that work for him. Uh, and these, uh, this group is, uh, of people is called fascists. And you have uh, the liberals, which are the people that are um, trying to figure out who uh, Hitler is. So then they can kill him before he takes over the world. Yeah, so basically like... Uh, if you have like a group of friends or or family that are very innocent that don't yell at e- that doesn't yell at anybody, this is not the game for you. Okay, so this game will make enemies <laughs> for sure. Well, right now, with your description of there's a Hitler, there's there's fascists, there's liberals. I'm like, are you just describing last election? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And the funny thing is that they actually made a uh, President Trump card. And you can replace it with uh, uh, Hitler, which oh is really God. funny. <laughs> or actually, is it an expansion pack? I think it's an expansion pack. Oh, Jesus. Uh. That they made. So I, I think that's really fun. But anyways, um, when we play this game, we're like yelling at each other, trying to figure out what, why why you're Hitler and, and, and if you're Hitler or not. And, you know, it, the family just falls apart. <laughs> I'm sorry. You just look for the guy with the weird mustache. That's it. Simple as that. (laughs) Yeah, but he's probably disguised under a mask or something. Sit 
get a Polish person, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to go with that joke. So <laughs> <laughs> instantly, I start regretting it. No, no okay. I'm backing away from that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Anton. Uh, so what do you want to start off with the news this week? Um, let's uh, go with uh, um, some of the stuff from, from California. What's going on in California? Ooh, so fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a bit of a petitioning going on in San Clemente. Mm, San Clemente. That's more like a southern uh, uh, California, right? Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, right below the Orange County. Yeah. So there was a former resident there that passed away a couple years ago. You might have seen him. You might have seen him a couple times in movies. Mm. Okay, I wonder uh, who it is. A uh, Mr. Walker, Paul Walker. Oh, that guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a cool he's a cool lad. So, <laughs> I guess a couple couple weeks ago there was a petition to build a a twelve foot statue of Mr. Walker. Ooh. To, okay, I see the picture here. Uh, that's okay. Is this a rendition of it? Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the picture I'm showing you is the actual new proposal. So mm. the guy, the guy Chad Kroger, he's um. Oh, Kroger. He. <laughs> Not the, not the musician. Oh. Uh, no, this is a kind of personality. Think of um, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's like personalities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- so Chad Kroger is a personality of a comedian. Uh, Tom Tom Allen. I've never heard of him, but apparently Chad That's Kroger. That's two first names. Tom yeah, right, Allen. Right. He's yeah. trying to be like Tim Allen. <laughs> uh, apparently Chad Kroger is his surfer surfer dude, Southern Californian dude uh, personality. Mm-hmm. And to as a as a joke or in as a uh, I guess like as a prank, he proposed this, the twelve foot statue, mm-hmm. and to one up himself, he decided to, you know what? No, instead of people have Mount Rushmore, San Clemente people want Mount Walker. Mount Walker. So I, he, would, I, I would totally hike there. Uh, yeah, let's go uh, hike at Mount Walker and uh, take pictures. Do you want to walk there? Uh, no, actually, no. Let's start drifting on there. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be drifting uh, on Mountain Walker right, as, so, as a tribute. So for people that aren't locals or haven't been to San Clemente, San Clemente does have these cliffs overlooking the beach area. Mm-hmm. And they're proposing changing those cliffs to look like a portrait of Paul Walker. Yeah, and, uh, and those cliffs are, are, are a very nice view. I mean, if you're at the very top of it, you pretty much see... Uh, the ocean and everything from there, and it's beautiful. I, I've seen pictures. I, I've always passed by on the freeway, like the five freeway when we go to San Diego. Yeah, and and just from the view from the freeway is is breathtaking. So imagine the view with Walker looking back at you. Oh man, <laughs> that's that's pretty sexy. I mean, it's a prank, but I'm just waiting to see if this actually yeah. happens. And he's like, oh, my bad. My, yeah, sorry. I, I I can see it now. Like they they probably have an area where. It's like a monument, like a little plaque, and you hear some music in the background, and it's Charlie Puth singing uh, that song from the Fast and the Furious. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm sure that would be for the opening ceremony. I, I doubt it'll happen, but it'll be funny if it does. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's on. What's going on in the movie stuff? Uh, movie stuff. Uh, there's uh, quite a bit of stuff that uh, came out uh, in the previous episodes that we, we haven't really talked about yet, which is um, uh, new cable pictures. Not cable, cable, but like a, a Deadpool cable or X Men cable. Yeah, see, not that, not that easy, huh? I made the same mistake last episode when I mentioned him. Yeah, yeah. So you seen the picture? What do, what do you think? I think his costume kind of covers up too much. There have been other pictures that came out. Um, one of them came out shortly after we recorded the last episode of how 
in shape and ripped he got for this role. Dude, it's insane. I don't know if you've seen the videos of uh, um, Josh Brolin actually working out for this role. It, it's pretty insane. Like, <laughs> well, uh, he, he, he did post one suggesting picture. Like, it's pretty much him completely naked with like the camera just slightly cutting off where, <laughs> where certain, something else would be. But and like, he's, he's doing the Justin Bieber and uh, 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 Chris Brown pictures. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah, exactly. That those great comparison, Anton. Yeah, yeah, but like, dude, he got completely <laughs> cut. But like the costume, the tactical gear, it's. I'm like, dude, like it's cool, but kind of a waste. <laughs> what do you think, though? Uh, I I think comparing it to the actual comic book uh, uh, character pictures and, and renditions, I think it's very similar. You know, mm-hmm. he's got that uh, same white hair, um, uh, buzz cut style, uh, and he's got the uh, um, the robot arm. Cause, I mean, he he, he lost his arm. And uh, he's got that same scar on that right um, right eye, and uh, he's got a lot of the arsenals that he usually has, like you know the, the the grenades and and the guns and everything. And for people that don't really know who Cable is, I think he is probably one of the ultimate X Men characters because you know his dad's Cy- uh, Cyclops and his mom is um, uh, Jean Grey. Mm-hmm. So he's got, you know, uh, lots of powers to him. He, he's he got, um, what is it? He's got tel, uh, telepa- telepa- telep- telepathic? Tele- telepathic. 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 <laughs> telepathic. And he has telekinesis. And, you know, on top of that, he's got heavy arsenal guns. So it's just power. This guy's got amazing power. And I guess in Deadpool, he's the bad guy. Uh, and I, I think that's that's a perfect villain for Deadpool. Is he the bad guy? Like confirmed um, bad guy? He is confirmed as the bad guy because you you know how uh, I don't know if you've seen a lot of uh, uh, cable stuff, but he he's bad, but also he's good at the same time. Like it's just depending well, on on the different timelines that they they, they put. But you know, uh, Deadpool and Cable did have a comic together as partners. Yeah, Which, and the, you know, and that's what I'm kind of thinking. It's going to be kind of a misdirection. Yeah, because like I said, Zassy beats his character Domino. Mm-hmm. Kind of also same same light as um, as Cable. Like he like they're kind of bad, but they kind of turn to the good side here and there. Yeah, um, because the all three of them it, it's it's kind of like kind of like Guardians. How all of them are bad, but then they all have a common goal that they want to you know do something and they do it together yeah so i'm thinking that there's that fox still has is it fox or sony fox right fox i'm thinking that fox still has something up their sleeve that they're they're trying to keep hidden yeah i think so too and the the interesting thing about you know cable he's the one that started the x-force which is you know the the new mutants mm-hmm. the new the new generation of uh, of x-men and i think this is a good uh area to start with i mean if they're doing a a uh, a new x-men uh cinematic universe yeah if they're doing a a a x-men uh universe cinematic universe i think this is a good place to start it with because this is going to be a totally brand new uh stepping stone for the whole x-men series so you don't have the old characters anymore that that's done new stories are going to be told from you know all the the cool hip new characters that they want to bring into it that they haven't brought in yet mm. you know wait okay so if if Deadpool, if De- 
Like a good example would be, um, you know, Gambit. I I would like to see Gambit, you know, with Cable or something, you know. Wait, hold. On. Are we sure that Deadpool belongs to Fox? Because wasn't there a whole thing about like the prop, like one 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 company owning one property, like the X Men, and the other one owning Deadpool? No, it's Fox. Uh, I can confirm that right now. So is it just a budget thing that they didn't include the X-Men in Deadpool? Uh, belongs to... I don't know. I, I just came to my mind right now. I'm like, wait. Yeah, yeah, it's Fox. It's Fox. Okay, so it probably was a budget thing. They pr- yeah. Yeah, Deadpool was in the Wolverine movies. Yeah, but it was a different mm-hmm. Deadpool. But I guess, uh, maybe, yeah, that, maybe that's the thing. Is they're trying to keep some of the timelines separate. Yeah. But that was the old timeline, so I never know. See, the, the thing with the X-Men series is I'm so confused because sometimes they say, you know, this one's not part of the timeline. This one's part of the timeline. This one's not. Part, you know, it's so confusing to me. But, you know, I always look at it as one timeline, whether they say it is or not. Well, and you got to imagine, too, like, I don't think they expected the X-Men franchise to go this long because they were like almost what? The first one came out early 2000s? Yeah, I think they only wanted a trilogy, basically. Mm-hmm. But it ended up being like, oh, hey, you guys can do so much more. Well, because Wolverine kept kind of carrying the franchise a little bit further. But yeah, no, I'm excited for Deadpool. Um, I, I really do think that they're going to do like a last-minute team-up to face a baddie that they haven't announced yet, though. Yeah, that, that, that would be a really awesome thing. And since we're already talking about you know uh, uh, pictures and stuff, Actually, there's a big one that that dropped, a uh, big news that dropped, which is a uh, Obi Wan Kenobi movie. Oh yeah, it's going to be the next uh, saga. Uh, actually, not saga, but um, part of the solo extended uh, Star Wars movies. This is going to spinoffs. So they haven't decided what timeline or when it'll be released, but I'm going to assume it's going to be after Episode Nine. No, I have a feeling it's. Oh yeah, are, are you talking about the release? The release date, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's going to be after uh, episode nine. And uh, I think right, the... Because right now it's episode... Okay, so Force Awakens... So it's episode, uh, episode eight, and then it's going to be the Han Solo movie. Right. And then it's going to be episode nine, and then it's going to be the Obi-Wan movie. Yeah, that's that's the slot they have open, right? Yeah. And I, I'm guessing that this Obi-Wan movie is going to take place during the time when, when uh, uh, he was, you know, just not... In the limelight, he was just you know doing his own thing, and during that time, I think there was a lot of story to tell during that time well, that we don't even know about. So there's two possible ones. I want to see your take on which one do you think be better. Okay. So did you ever see the Clone Wars um, TV series? Yes, I have. Okay. So would you be interested in seeing what happened, what led up to that, like before, um, like before he became, um, while he was still a Padawan? Because you know how, like in the in the show, they kind of reference his, his oh, previous... like a, a young a young Obi Wan movie. Yeah, like he was a kind of a player. He, you know, kind of kind of a, a what you call it Captain Kirk kind of. Yeah, kind of. I think that's really cool. Or and the other option is uh, after Episode Three, but before Episode Four. Like, what was going on while Luke was growing up? I think that's 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 what it's going to be. The only reason why is because I think Ewan McGregor would still be perfect for that role. I mean, he's, he, he hasn't aged uh, so much to a point mm-hmm. where, you know, that, that he can't do the movie. So I think it's cool to bring him back and tell that part of the story. Yeah, and he did and he did voice that he was interested in coming back. So that, I don't know, maybe they offer him a nice paycheck? <laughs> I think he loves playing that character, though. That's, that's the cool thing about it. I, think, I don't think anybody from the Star Wars franchise that come out of it 
says that they don't want to come back to their roles. It, it depends. Except uh, for uh, Harrison Ford. <laughs> and, the, and the guy that played uh, Jar Jar. I don't think they're bringing Jar Jar back. No, but I'm saying, like, I don't think he wants to come back, though. Yeah. It, it stunted his career, basically. Yeah, it pretty much did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I give props to him for, you know, putting his uh, heart and effort into, you know, molding that character. It's a good character for being really annoying, and I think he did his job well, you know? Well, okay, so he thought he was creating this, like, awesome character. He's like, oh, it's going to be funny, it's going to be comedic relief, and going to be part of this big franchise, and then he just gets hated on. I think that it's just the jokes that are so bad. No, it's a, it, honestly, it's his personality. Yeah, it's, and, and <clears throat> I remember re-watching uh, episode one, and every single, like, every ten seconds, there would be, he'd be talking. Yeah. Yeah, about something or making some type of noise. So, what do you think about those those uh, fan theories that either Jar Jar is a Sith, he is actually really strong with the Force, or he is faking being an idiot? So have you heard those things before? Yeah, I've heard those things before, but I mean, <laughs> they're, they're, they they are very absurd to me. <laughs> yeah, I I I I'd say they're very good fan theories, though. They are good fan theories. Um. The one that interests me most is that he's actually strong with the Force. Mm -hmm. uh, because if you pay attention to movies, there is... Okay, any scene where there, you know Luke, uh, Leia, anybody that's strong with the Force is present, even in the new one, The Force Awakens, your lasers somehow magically miss you. Mm -hmm. But yeah, everybody else, like the Stormtroopers, they're being like you know regarded as having amazing aim. In, in the New Hope, when they showed um, that what the, hell, the, the, the people that are trying to sell R2-D2 and C-3PO, um, mm -hmm. when their vehicle gets attacked, Obi-Wan points out saying like, oh, look at those blasts. Only, only stormtroopers could be that precise. Yeah. <laughs> and when you watch the movie Rogue One, you're going to see that, you know, uh, Gareth Edwards, who is the director... He basically really pushed the boundaries of like you know people trying to aim because that last scene um, of of the movie when you know Darth Vader go, goes onto the ship, mm -hmm. I think he really pushed the boundaries to make you believe that's the reason why there are such bad shooters is because you know they're they're fearful. Like you know, all those uh, guys that are on, that are well, uh, no, on the well, those the, are the rebels. Rebel side. Yeah, yeah, those are rebels. No, but they're talking about like the actual stormtroopers. Storm yeah, yeah. Uh, like for example, in Force Awakens, uh, Force Awakens, uh, Rogue One, that beach scene. Oh my god, I forgot the name of the character. But when one of the the followers, oh, K2SO. no, no, not that, that, not that guy. Uh, one of the monks, um, the blind one. Oh, I'm actually wearing his shirt right now. Oh my god, <laughs> what's yeah. his name? Uh, his name is. Um, you can't read your shirt upside down, can you? No, no, no. It's a uh, uh, the Chirut Imwe. Imwe, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm actually wearing his shirt. It's uh, it says, "I am one with the Force. The Force is with me." Exactly. A picture of him with the the staff. Perfect. So when he's yeah. walking down the beach and he's saying, "The Force is, the, I am the Force, and the Force is with me." Yeah. The, all the all the blasters are missing him. Yeah. But yeah, as. But then, as soon as he stops chanting or like stops focusing on the force, 
boom, he gets hit. So I think like that's to show like the the force is like a a little bit of a deflector for blasters. Mm-hmm. It's not that it's not the stormtroopers just suck at aiming, which I, some would probably do. It's but it's they, it's uh, metachlorians. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right, that's that's my cue to get off of it because I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole different thing, and it, I think it's just the most boring thing ever to talk about. And I'm glad that they didn't really bring it up in uh, episode two or three. And uh, <laughs> no, it's kind of forgotten about. Yeah, I mean, it it'd be good to explain it as a new movie about uh, the old republic. Yeah, I think that would be something that you can really talk about. You know, what what is Metaclorians? You can have more of like a story about it and fighting to to get more Metaclorians, and it will probably get to a point where they won't talk about it anymore. But you know, it's referenced. Yeah, and so. again, you got to also remember too, like the Star Wars story takes over decades, if not hundreds of years. So eventually, some old technology or old thoughts are going to be forgotten. So anyways, uh, there's been a lot of new pictures of The Last Jedi, and uh, Entertainment Weekly got the exclusive scoops of all the nitty-gritty things that we want to know more about the movie. Uh, not to spoil it too much, uh, they were the only ones that were able to get you know some of those really good spoilers that aren't too crazy. It's just mm-hmm. to tease us more about what the film is about. Yeah, little so, Easter eggs. Yeah, so I'm I'm really happy that they're 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 able to get something out of it. And one of the things that a lot of people uh, been talking about on the internet about one of the articles is that Ray's past isn't as important as we thought it would be. Mm-hmm. The most important thing is is about more of her future and what she's able to do, because they they thought that Kylo Ren or Ben. Um, ben, um, ben Kenobi, Ben Skywalker. Oh, Skywalker! Oh my God! What's yeah, take? Oh, his name. No, no, he... no, not, not, not. No, Ben Solo. They I thought know. that Ben Solo was the chosen one to bring back the Jedi. Mm-hmm. But it turns out, you know, that he wasn't, and that's why he went on to, you know, the dark side. And Luke kind of gave up. He went to, uh, you know, exile. And he kind of wanted to distance him away and and basically wait to see what he has to do. And I think he just wanted to just kill all of the Jedis, which is, you know, uh, Kylo Ren. And I think that was his plan up to where uh, Rey was uh, meeting up with him on the island. And I'm, I'm really curious to see if he knew Rey was coming. I think he felt a force. A yeah, new he, force. Yeah, he might not have known it was her, but he did feel something coming because you could tell by his reaction, like he was standing outside waiting. Yeah, and it looks and like he, he was expecting her. Yeah, and he, he was he was not surprised either when he turned around. Yeah, so he's like, I knew someone was coming. I just didn't know who. Yeah, um, so, so I, I guess her her past doesn't involve a lot of the stuff that we do know about. You know, her because um, it's it's a Skywalker saga, so it has yeah. to have. Something to do with the Skywalkers, you know? So, keeping that thought in mind, who do you think is the last Jedi? Is it Luke? Is it uh, Kylo Ren? Or is it going to be Rey? I have a feeling that... Because... Well, Because I, I, I highly doubt they're going to kill off Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I... 
Man, it's it's tough because if they kill Kylo Ren, they have no they have no no uh, carryover for the third the third movie. They do because it's Emperor Snoke. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, but we don't know what type of power he he has. I mean, he has a Sith power, but how crazy is it? You know, right? Man, so, it's insane if you really think about it, it, it. There's so much power with the Sith and all these new characters that are only told in comics and books. We, yeah. we don't even know that much of you know how how they're able to obtain those powers. You know, during during that time from the previous movies to now. Mm-hmm. There's and still so, that big gap too. It's insane how big the gap is in, in the years. True, and there there's also some of the novels are being added into the canon. The ones that they mm-hmm. previously said were not part of it. Mm-hmm. So you never know. Yeah. All right. So, anyways, be, beyond that, uh, I heard there's uh, something going on with like a, a classic show that we uh, or people used to watch in the '80s. Yeah, uh, I saw an article about it yesterday. Uh, it mm-hmm. looks like it was seriously barely announced. Uh, ABC has ordered a pilot for the Jetsons. Is this a, a live action? Live action sitcom. That's really cool. I, I think that's that's something that uh, that needs to be done. Because I heard something about this a couple of years ago, too. It, there's been speculations about you know, either going the animation route or going the, um, the live action route. So they picked an interesting uh, kind of captain and first mate yeah to lead this one so robert zemeckis is going to be the executive producer that's cool so for people that aren't familiar with his works uh day after tomorrow day after tomorrow uh back to the future independence day independence day it's a lot it's a big background on those kind of movies uh but back to the future is probably going to to me the most about him you know and trying to predict what the future would be Mm-hmm. And he did a great job in doing research for Back to the Future, so I'm yeah. thinking he's going to carry that over to this, and probably one of the big reasons why he was picked. Uh, there's another guy, Gary Janetti. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to be the writer. So the the Jetsons uh, live action. I think this is a, a perfect time for them to have this show because there's so many uh, uh, shows that are coming out this fall uh, that has to do something with space, like for example, um, uh, Star Trek. Uh, is coming out with a show, uh, Star Trek Discovery. And also uh, Fox got um, Orville, which is um, uh, another spoof of, um, uh, I think, another spoof of Star Trek. And it uh, has Seth MacFarlane as the writer, and I think he directed a couple of episodes. And he's also acting in it as the captain. All right, so I just pulled up. Okay, so just go quick rundown of Robert Zemeckis' work. Back to the Future, Real Steel, uh, Polar Express, Gothica, Castaway, and the other ones we mentioned before. Like it's, it, he, has, he has a big, fast uh, portfolio for what comes to movies like that. Mm-hmm. And Gary Gennetti, just to give you his sense of humor what and what the show might be kind of like. Uh, so Will and Grace, like I mentioned, but he was also a writer for Family Guy, or a producer for Family Guy. Wow, so he does have some of that comedy to it too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I think that's like some curious. So it's gonna give you a good taste of it. Um, based on the LA Times article that I read, they ABC has put a lot of confidence into this project. The fact that they the fact that they ordered the pilot 
is guaranteed to air. They said mm-hmm. like that's that's the second to most confident move a network can do. Um, the first most confident is ordering a season right away. See, the Jetsons was a pretty big TV show back in uh, the 80s. And I think the ratings are very high. It was from the 60s, bro. <laughs> That's the how, 60s, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, but no, but like that, you, you made my point though. Like it from the 60s, but it carried over to the 80s and then... They kind of try to bring it back in the 90s with some, like, Yeah, I think revival. that's... Yeah, Hanna-Barbera was the animation company that did this. And yep. they also did the Flintstones, which I think, you know, uh, should also be, uh, be brought back, too. Because I, I, I love the Flintstones. And, yeah, that that's kind of my thought, too. Because Flintstones and Jetsons, even though they take place in different timelines, or different times, in different um, times... They always seem to have like a crossover episode here and there. Yeah. So and either... I, I, I like that. I, I'd say The Simpsons is basically the Jetsons and and uh, Flintstones of this uh this well, it, these past three decades or two decades. Sorry. Uh yeah. The same. Well, actually, almost three decades already of Simpsons. Yeah. The the Can pretty much every, every year we've been alive. Almost yeah. every almost every year we've been alive. Um, no, but like those com- the good comparisons. So he's like the Simpsons. So the Simpsons could be like the Flintstones and mm-hmm. Futurama, which is by the same creator, similar writers would be the Jetsons. Yeah. <laughs> See, I love Futurama. I love the, the, the creativity of, of different planets and, and, and excursions that they usually do. Uh, and I think that's really fun, you know, to watch. Well, and I mean, <laughs> when, when you have some type of uh, live action, it'll probably be even better. Well, it's funny because I I recently downloaded the new Futurama app. It's kind of mm-hmm. similar to what The Simpsons had, where like you something happens to the city and you have to rebuild it, and you do like little missions to earn new buildings and new characters. Oh, it's the tap game. Yeah, kind of like tap out, but not yeah. not as big because Simpsons is freaking huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of started rewatching some of the old Futurama episodes. And I'm like, holy crap, the writing is so good. Like, it is what the what sci-fi is meant to be. It's supposed to be, like, a different perspective in our daily lives and given to us in either satire or over-the-top humor. Yeah. And the last episode I saw was uh, an election one. And mm-hmm. it's so funny how they combined, you know, uh, a candidate that was smart, educated, gave real answers, but... Because he didn't give sound bites, or he wasn't like kind of a a reality show kind of character, like yeah, everybody booed him. <laughs> and then, like at the end of it, like he won. And then Bender makes a joke about it, like, "Oh, it, it doesn't matter who we vote for; nothing's ever going to change." Yeah, and it turns into this whole like uh, Terminator kind of storyline where it everything gets <laughs> uh, unwritten, and they're back to where they started. Yeah. See, I think this is a really good generation for space shows. Yeah. Uh, one of the really big ones recently is uh, Rick and Morty. Do you watch any of that? Oh my god, yes. I love Rick and Morty. I've only seen, I think, the first three... No, two and a half seasons. Two and a half seasons. Yeah. Well, the first uh, two seasons was on sale on uh, barnesandnobles.com for only nine ninety nine a couple of days ago. Uh, oh, if you suck. have a coupon. Uh, I tried to buy it, but uh, the second season got sold, uh, sold out, so I couldn't get it. But wait, uh, was that was that before or after Comic Con? Uh, no, that, that was last week. 
last week oh damn yeah so i i i missed the deal on that too anyways um but uh you heard about the whole szechuan sauce thing yeah the mcdonald's uh szechuan sauce yeah so uh they actually sent some to some of the fans that um uh won the cases they get their own uh case too and uh one of the people that uh heard about I think it was right right after that episode, they went online and they made a fake sauce packet. Oh, that's not good. It's saying that they have it, and they uh, they put it on eBay, and it went for, I think, like uh, uh, $50,000. And then someone else saw that, and they tried to do the same thing, and um, they ended up uh, canceling all of the <laughs> all of the orders. So okay. then uh, that guy got in trouble. <laughs> okay, so I haven't seen this. I haven't seen that episode. I mm-hmm. do know it's a Rick and Morty reference. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I understand, it's a sauce that they released in 1997 to 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 commemorate Mulan, like the, the release of Mulan. Yeah, because uh, yeah, the release of Mulan in 1997, they had a cross uh, a promotion where they made the Szechuan sauce for the McNuggets. And dude, it is a very, very delicious sauce. I'm gonna tell you that right now. I, I remember having it uh, once, once, and once only because it was only available for a limited time. I would think like a month. So what's the yeah. jo- so what's the joke in Rick and Morty, or is it just reference, and the fans just so, embraced it? Uh, yeah, it was just a reference because uh, I think Rick went back into time in 1997. He was at the drive-through. And uh, I think forgot the fly alien's name, but he's like, "What are we doing at McDonald's?" He's like, "Oh man, it's 1997. You got you got to believe this. Like, this place has this really amazing sauce. It's called the the McDonald's Szechuan sauce, and they only have 1997 because during this time they have the Mulan movie, uh, okay. and this is the only time they had this sauce. So it was more like a whoever the the writer of that episode was was just kind of." Uh, what you call it? reminiscing of that? Yeah, sauce. he was reminiscing, <laughs> and uh, because he reminisced it, uh, you know, it went viral all over the internet, and it made a big deal. And I guess uh, Chef Mike from McDonald's, yeah, uh, took action right away. Uh, they actually, <laughs> it's funny. They referenced it too. They said they had to go into dimension uh, uh, C one nine nine seven. To get a gallon, a jug, and bring it back to the future. And then they shipped uh, two gallons to uh, the writer. Oh, God. Of the show. Yeah. And it's really funny. So I have a feeling they're actually going to release it. Either um, officially, like, available in restaurants to, like, like as a, you know, as a packet. Yeah. Or they're going to try to do, like, online sales of the bottles. Yeah, so here's what happened. Um, they picked some of the fans online to receive it as a fan event type of thing. Yeah. I think there was five winners. Some of them sold it online. Some of them consumed it. Uh, someone ate half of it and sold it online. And uh, one of the people that got a special case was the one that tried to sell the fake sauce packet. Really? Yeah, so they sent, I think it was her, they sent her one, and in this special package, 
the sauce is inside a actual McNugget. Uh, you know, the one that you get um, uh, the sweet and sour sauce and barbecue yeah. sauce in? Yeah, it, it, it's the exact same thing, but with the Szechuan label on it. And there's three of them. One from 1997, which is uh, that label. Uh-huh. A second one is a, uh, uh, a Chinese label. And then the third one is a modern day Szechuan sauce looking uh, label. Uh, I I don't understand why they would reward somebody that's trying to scam. And also, also, uh, they got a portal gun from Rick and Morty. And he, I think she uh, went through the whole entire case. There was an a invitation to a, a Habits for Humanity or something like that. It okay. was like a, a ball up in L.A. And it is a uh, a charity. In return of getting the case and, you know, having fun trying the sauce and everything, she didn't try the sauces. She ended up selling this case online and donating all of the money to charity. Okay. I have a feeling there's probably a note in there of what to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. I, th- I think that's basically what happened. Because I think it's if, really if, fun. If they just gave them the items, they'll be like, okay, I'm going to sell it off. Um, and that, and I'm pretty sure she probably got some backlash too. Yeah. So if there was a note and there was clear instructions of what how to handle this in the PR style, mm-hmm. props, props to McDonald's and to Chef Mike. Yeah. Yeah, Chef Mike, awesome chef. <laughs> I think he's probably one of the coolest fast food, non-fast. Well, I consider him as non-fast food because he's actually doing something, you know, in the McDonald's franchise. Yeah, that, you know, well, all, all fr- uh, not all, uh, all brands have like chef or uh, kitchen developers. Um, the my God, that's a, a Taco Bell, which is in Irvine, Irvine. Yeah. Well, now in Irvine, they have their test kitchen. And they they get like you can it's either funny get passes. because it's always the same ingredients over and over again. This yeah, just exactly used differently. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's a Mexican food, bro. Um, yeah. <laughs> that like that's the thing. Like they they have a test kitchen. Um, they can invite you over, or I think they do like events or whatever. But yeah. you can they have all the ingredients, all the shells, all the stuff, and you can just go in there and make your own food. Yeah. Hey. And that's how they come up with the dumplings. Hey, so Taco Bell, if you're listening, you, you got to cross over to the Korean tacos. He, their their office is literally over the toll road from me. Like I just go <laughs> over the bridge, and their office is right there. Let me know. I'll be. I'll. Be, I'm up at five. I'll be there at five oh five. Yeah, yeah. You got to cross over to the the, the Korean tacos because that's that's something really good. Blizzard and same should thing. be served at Taco Bell. Blizzard, same thing. I'm five minutes away, but the opposite direction. But hit me up for a tour. <laughs> yeah. Uh go to Oh, they had a uh they had a Overwatch um event. Uh I think it was like a World International Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That was a battle last Sunday, at, right? Yeah, last Sunday. I think it was at a uh airport uh airplane hangar or something like that. Also at an airport just randomly. Yeah. It was a, it was a what you call it flash mob uh LAX. <laughs> All right, anyways, uh, I think that's pretty much it for this week. Uh, you want to wrap it up? Uh, actually, one more story really quick. Okay. Uh, this kind of one reference because it was such a stupid move to make. So there's a lot of tension right now with uh, the whole North Korea thing, announcing that they have a bomb, they have a missile, and they've been making some threats. And th- s- since Kim Jong-un has kind of disappeared, 
the last couple of days, um, there have the threats have been more serious mm-hmm. uh, because you know when, when a leader disappears, either something happened to them or they are in hiding under you know in a bunker or something like that where they can get protected. I think they're getting ready to attack. Well, that's the thing. So they have been any any major holiday or mem- remembrance day. They've been doing some sort of announcement. So on Fourth of July, I think they did either a test fire or um, a explosion test. Mm-hmm. Um, then other another holiday in early August, they did um, maneuvers, kind of like, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, military maneuvers. So now that there's the one just passed, I think it was like victory in Jap- victory over Japan or victory in the Pacific, kind of remembrance day. And that nothing happened. So they're thinking the next major holiday would be Labor Day weekend. And, <laughs> well, I'm saying, then that's the thing that where people are, are kind of nervous because they haven't made a move. And usually they've been trying to do something, either trying to flex, quote unquote, on a holiday, especially ones that are American holidays. Yeah. And they've also made open threats saying if they do fire, they're going to fire at Guam, which is an American territory. And it's funny because I think their their missile can only reach Guam. That's the reason why they're they're only yeah, aiming at that area. Well, I, I'm sure they're exaggerating how far because they said they could reach up to Alaska, <laughs> like Alaska or the West Coast. Which I'm like, nah, bro, I doubt it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, so tension been high. This past week, somebody at a radio station in Guam accidentally, um, I, I don't know if it was supposed to be a test or they were just trying to prepare. Uh, they accidentally played the emergency alert system for an imminent attack. Mm, okay. It played for several minutes and it freaked people out, dude. In Guam. In Guam. Because yeah, I mean, I'd be freaked out too. I mean, uh, you know, it, it's a sound of uh, terror. It is. It's, and yeah. To put this in perspective, Guam is so close to North Korea. If North Korea were to fire a missile, it would only take 14 minutes for them to get there. For it to get yeah. there. So, I mean, if you're at the beach and you hear that alert, where are you going to go? <laughs> yeah, who are you going to call to? Yeah, so I just want to reference... Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just wanted to cover that story really quick because it was just so dumb and, like, uh, it's it's really bad timing, too. Yeah, we're just going to have to see what's going to happen next. It, it's one of the things... We joke about it here because we... I mean, in the United States, we highly doubt that North Korea can do any real damage to us. Yeah, we um, we believe in our country. Well, we believe in our country, but also we believe in our defenses. Um, I I highly doubt Korea could fire enough missiles in our direction that we can't either destroy the mid-flight or, you know, attack, yeah. uh, uh, you know, s- scramble some sort of defense against them. I believe we have uh, we have some spies in North Korea. Oh, I believe we still have hidden de- um, air defenses in our in the on our west coast. Yeah, and, and you know, South Korea has a big military. Uh, a group, you know, that it's affiliated with our um, militia, so I, I think that's good. Yeah, so I'm like, we're covered, but like, so we tend to joke about it, even though the West Coast can be a potential target. But and people in Guam who are like 14 minutes that only have 14 minutes warning, it's kind of, it, it, I think it's hard to put ourselves in, in their place. Uh, mm-hmm. What kind of stress they're at? That's true. Because, I mean, what if I'm stuck on the 405? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. ah, ish. I'm 40 minutes from, from home. Where am I going to yeah. go? Exactly. 
That's just how it is. I mean, we're just going to have to wait and see uh, what North Korea is going to do next. Yeah, but I mean, if they do something stupid, they're going to be obliterated. Yeah. It's they're pointing the gun at one small one small weak individual, and yet the rest of the country's pointing their guns at them. Yeah. They're like, make your move, bro. Make your move. Yeah, you point at the little one, you're pointing at all of us. So, Pretty much. Yeah. So anyways, if so, you like our show Hold on. Next episode, we announced that South Korea is officially an island. <laughs> 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 Alright, I thought sorry no, I did. So anyways, if you like our show, you can go to www.the2oc.com. And click on the buy a beer button to help us uh, drink our sor- sorrows away about North Korea. Or or, victor- <laughs> or victory beer. Or victory. <laughs> and uh, if you would like to buy some stickers and some t-shirts in our swag area, you can go to our website. And also, if you like some of the stuff that we talk about on the show and would like to purchase them from Amazon, we will have show notes where you can click on the links to go to Amazon and purchase uh, the items you like. And if there's nothing that you like from the show and would still like to support us, you can click on any of our links to Amazon and make your purchases there. And anything that you do, it will kick us back with some moolah. Sweet. And don't forget to keep up with the show. Uh, Find out what we're talking about in the next episode. Uh, or just funny memes that we post. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Two OC for each one. And if you want to, you know, give us some feedback, let us know what you're thinking about, or maybe if you if you want to celebrate the victory over North Korea, email us at mail at the Two OC dot com. All right, Anton. Anything else? Nope, that's it. All right, guys. Have a good weekend or week whenever you listen Wait, to this. What What are your names? Our names. Oh. For the 2OC, I'm Alan Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. Thanks, Anton. (laughs) (laughs) See ya.